The Cellar Dwellers may contain inappropriate content. Alright, who are we kidding? You and I both know these movies are pretty messed up. But isn't that what you're here for anyway, you filthy animals? Join us in the cellar, and enjoy the show. What's my question Mm -hmm. to you? My question to you is, did you... uh, Come? Yeah, did you? I'm all right. You're pre- <laughs> Honestly, dude, I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad at myself for not <laughs> anticipating that response because that is, that is the most apt and accurate response. Thank you. Thank you for hearkening back to Crash. Hello. We are the Cellar Dwellers. Hello. My name is Colby. My name is Christian. And uh, we just uh, got back from the theater. Mm-hmm. We, we were excited. We are taking a break, of course, from our uh, Town of Cronenberg series. Uh, our last episode was, of course, Crash. Crash. Uh, we hope that you are you are being safe. Can your... you put Crash by Dave Matthews Band in the background here just a little bit? Uh, why don't you just give us the chorus real quick? Because I can't remember it. Shit. Yeah. I only, like, the Dave Matthews song I know is, like, his solo song, Gravedigger. That's the I, one? like, know that. And I know, like, the trumpets to Ants on Parade or whatever oh. it's called. <laughs> Did you just say <laughs> Ants on Parade. I do that all the time because that's the fucking Rage Against the Machine song. <laughs> Bulls on Parade and Ants Marching or the whatever. The crossover we never knew we needed. Ants on Parade. Crash into me. Oh, right. Yeah, it's easy. I know, I know. Grave digger. Where do you dig my grave? This is slowly becoming a Dave Matthews Band podcast. <laughs> hey, man, which, I'm hey, about it. If we're, if we're willing to... to Switch I'm not going to publicly you know. endorse Dave Matthews Band, but I'm not going to publicly dog on Dave because, Matthews Band. And, and the reason that you're not going to publicly dog on Dave Matthews is because we've all been through a phase. I, I think s- that's safe to say. I wouldn't say I've ever gone through a full phase, but I've never... I've always... I'm, I'm towing a weird line. <laughs> I've always had an appreciation for certain songs by them. To this day, still. And you do love a good sax solo. I fucking do, baby. It really brings a whole song together, doesn't it? We are discussing today a film that we saw at the Plaza, our beloved Plaza Theater here in Atlanta, Georgia. It felt good to be back. It felt great. It was awesome, especially because they have the new Vax protocol. It felt even better, honestly. I'm just like, cool, this is dope. Like, I really don't feel worried. It's still socially distant inside. It's still socially distant. Uh, Still got that popcorn. Popcorn was delicious. So good. Uh, And our new pal, Randy. We were joined by Randy from our our, podcast podcast friends our podcast buds the uh, Overlook uh, Overlook podcast. Co- yeah. uh they uh randy is not with us right now randy went home like a responsible person uh we were recording deep into the evening we're irresponsible and cool and cool and tough and rough and stuff we are that we are the baddest boys in the podcasting game we haven't brought yeah. that back in a while but we're, we're we're letting you know that we stay up late because we're cool and bad and the bad boys. Yeah, I got to write that out. I can't do the I can't do the acronym or whatever in my mind right the, now. The BB and the PCG. I, yeah, boom. I love you. Thank you. Pretty good, man. Uh, we went to the plaza to see. Wow, we've buried the. We are taking our time with this. Dave Matthews yeah, first. What, wait, listen. <laughs> once we get started on on some Dave, you know, we came we came in hot with Crash. We're coming in hot with the uh, prisoners of the in the ghost of the ghost of land. the ghost shit. Prisoners of the Ghostland, yes. starring Nicolas Cage, uh, directed by Sion or Sion uh, Sono. Let's Sorry just, for the pronunciation. Let's just go with Sion Sono. Sion Sono. If we're saying it wrong, we apologize. We do apologize. We will correct it. In the what do you think I'm going to correct it well, in post? Do you think no, I'm going to no, go no, back no, and no, like, no, do no, voiceovers? No, 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 no. What do you expect from me? No. Uh, what I mean is, we're probably going to cover another one of their movies at some point. Yes, this so is very true. We'll say it correctly the next time. Um, yes, because uh, Sion Sono is. I knew about him. I've seen none of his movies after uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland, but we hit. Christian has known about him for a while um, because yeah. he had had uh, a film that's been on our list to watch for yep. a long time called Cold Fish. Mm-hmm. And the reason we, I think we've brought it up on multiple podcasts, but the reason we haven't watched it yet is because it's three hours long. Yeah, it's a long. And time. we just haven't <laughs> let ourselves commit to that just yet. I remembered really enjoying it. Uh, I remember it being pretty viscerally violent a few times, and that's. And I remember a lot of it takes place in like a. Uh, a pet store that mostly sells fish. So it's like really like coolly lit like aquariums and stuff. Um, that's what I remember, but I don't really remember the plot like whatsoever. And I couldn't tell you if it is even 
like cinematography wise or stylistically at all similar to Prisoners. I feel Prisoners is probably kind of an outlier in his filmography. It definitely seems like it would be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I want to get right off the bat yes. for you because I still haven't seen it. Uh, did you enjoy this more than Willy's Wonderland? A hundred percent, yes. Beautiful. Okay. A hundred percent, yes. Uh, you. There I, are some similarities. Colby was laughing. There are some similarities. Uh, first of all, Nicolas Cage's character does not have a name. Again, not a real name, at least. Uh, oh yeah, what is that name? What is he billed as, Colby? He's billed as Hero. Oh, that okay, that makes sense. Which I all think right. in Willy's Wonderland he was billed as janitor okay fair enough uh, fair or enough. something similar to that and so and he's the titular pig in pig right? <laughs> yes he yeah. plays pig he is pig uh, no he does have a, a real name in pig um but there, there is a a theme with his his more recent movies where he's his characters just don't really have yeah. names he's just red and mandy right you're like, right he just, does, he just honestly dude this he doesn't care sometimes and that's cool uh uh going into this i all i knew was it's crazy uh, by I did see the trailer, uh, which looked cool. I was like, all right, I'm in. And I knew the director from Cold Fish, and it was going to be a wacky Nick Cage movie. Also, Nicolas Cage himself says that this is the craziest movie that he has been in. And the director himself says it's no crazier than Wild at Heart. <laughs> so uh, I honestly would agree with the director, uh, personally, that it is no crazier than Wild at Heart. But it's pretty crazy. There's some, there's some stuff that happens that's absolutely worth talking about, and it's a lot of fun. And what, what's great is... As much as we loved Pig, Pig mm-hmm. was a, an incredible experience. We also saw it at the Plaza. Yes. Uh, a gentle, patient oh movie. God. I really, that beautiful film. With, with beautiful Cage film. being what we call the Sage Cage. Mm. The the gentle, the, the wise. I just started dancing, uh, like just swaying. He's just, he's, he's great. He was great. It was what we didn't expect, mm. uh, which made Pig great. We got the Rage Cage back. Baby. Yeah, we got the Rage Cage. And this, we got the screaming profanities, like oddly. Uh, we got the, the. Yeah, just the weird line readings. It's just, there were so many great moments from Cage in this, oh, and it was... It so, was good. Uh, but since this is this is in theaters. This is in theaters. Currently. Right off the bat, um, we'll go ahead and just get out whether we recommend it or not in our mm-hmm. quick score. Yep. Okay, and then shut it off. Go see it. You can also get it on VOD, I found out today. Nice. I noticed that. I was like, oh, that's cool that you can do both. But uh, I would... Yes, I would recommend it, and I would recommend seeing it in theaters, but I wouldn't say it's amazing or anything. I'd give it a three and a half. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I enjoyed it. That's the exact same score I gave Malignant, because I just had a really fun time. So, boom. It's I, I had a really good time. I think we'll get into it. It does have some lulls that are just kind of like nothing's nothing's going on. Uh, but outside of that, I mostly had a really good time. I'm I'm mo- I'm pretty much in, in, in agreement with you. I think it's a little bit too long. Yes, agreed. There are there. Are but definitely... also, I feel like it could have been longer to expand on some things. Sure, like, for yeah. sure. Um, I'm gonna go three and a half as well. It's it's a fun experience. Yeah. I had a great time seeing it in theaters. But oh, yeah. by no means is it a requirement to see this in theaters. You no, get, you can have the same not the same experience. You can have also a good experience in your living room. Probably it Lights was off, it was nice stuff, to but... hear like other people laughing yes. like at the. Yes. <laughs> fucking parts it was also funny to hear people not responding like at all to there were moments parts. where we were the only ones laughing yeah. <laughs> which which i think is becoming a theme in in theaters now yeah, we, we, yeah. we're noticing that more and more what's wrong with us what is wrong with us but uh that's, this that's one, a different podcast a completely different podcast we, we can't go there yet uh this was a good time so now spoilers spoiler alert this is in theaters we're in so, spoiler territory right now the uh the movie opens uh really uh, clean, nice shot of like a gumball machine or like a whatever the fuck it do, is. Do you want to hear the single sentence? IMDb? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Uh, because it is <laughs> so vague and describes nothing about what we actually just saw. Beautiful. This is actually incredible. Uh, a notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared. There's so much more to it than that. <laughs> but there's also, that's also giving it such like a backstory that we don't get. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, that makes it sound so much more like, ooh, this is going to be, like, deep and mystical. And they're like, there's stuff going on. And, like, there's really not a lot going on. No, this is a a mashup of a lot of different genres. This is fucking Mad Max, Hell Comes to Frogtown, Turbo Kid. Uh, I I was thinking Turbo Kid the whole time. Yeah, especially by the end when he puts that thing on his arm and wears the helmet. I'm like, this is fucking Turbo Kid. It's Turbo Kid with a lot of of Japanese culture in it because Sam Sono is a Japanese man. Were, okay, I'm jumping around here a little bit. Sure. Uh, The character Ratman, 
Uh, first off, love love a good rat man. Rat man, you mean of the rat gang? Of the rat gang. <laughs> leader, I love, leader of the rat gang? Yeah, I love rat man, leader of the rat gang, and I love the rat gang. Pro oh. rat gang. We are a pro rat gang yes, podcast. we love the rat gang here. <laughs> yeah, gang gang. Uh, uh, rat man. He... I didn't understand a thing he said. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. No, I agree. That, okay. I, I maybe, like, I'm, at the end when, like, he very prominently said something, I understood it. But, like, were we supposed to understand? There's a weird effect on his voice that is, of course, never explained. And okay. yeah, it, yeah. It, it is difficult to hear any I word he says. I, my biggest, actually, now that, whatever, we're in spoilers, it doesn't matter. This doesn't have anything to do with the plot. Uh it, Watching it at home could be beneficial for having subtitles. Yes, because this movie is in Japanese and English, yep. and uh, sometimes the English isn't super clear. No, it's, it's broken spoken. English yes. or just heavily accented, in a, and then there's effects on the voice, and you're like, what the fuck is, what are they saying? But one one pro here is we understand every single word that Nicolas Cage oh, says. Yes, we do. <laughs> he, oh, he enunciates. He shouts it the majority of the movie. We got the Rage Cage back. It's yeah. great. Yeah. And he's just like this hardened criminal. The movie opens, like I said, very like static shot, beautiful. It's This movie looks really good. Yes. Uh, it's very and stylized. That's what I remember, like, Cold Fish being. Like, there were certain shots in this that definitely, like, felt like that vibe. Uh, but this is just such a zany, like, just wackier movie. Um, so, the movie opens. Uh, this kid is, like, in a bank going up to, like, a bubblegum machine. And then Nick Cage and his uh, partner in crime, literally, bust into the bank with guns, uh, demanding money, and then just start shooting people. Any movie that starts with Nicolas Cage robbing a bank is off to a great start. 100%. Because this, we immediately... He's got a sawed-off shotgun. It's great. We immediately get the the whole... Hey, put your hands up! Oh, yeah, yeah. Get your fucking hands up! Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's eyes like, wide, mouth uh, wide open. That's one thing that I've missed in the in the later Cage years is the wide-eyed yeah. craziness. The vampire's kiss, baby. <laughs> we get a lot of that in this movie, and it starts off... That's why you gotta... You gotta re-watch Color Out of Space. Now that you have more of an appreciation yeah, for Cage, I might, I might, I might enjoy it because he goes full vampire's kiss a few times in that movie, and it's worth the ticket price alone. Just those scenes. I did see that at Plaza as well. I know. I'm so I did not see that in theaters, and I hate myself. It's my biggest regret in life. In life, <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't see Mandy in theaters because I'm a fucking idiot. That is uh, a true missed opportunity. Yeah. Now that I think if it ever it, came back, I would go like the, in a heartbeat. The last like six Nicolas Cage movies I've seen, I've seen at the Plaza, dude. And that's we 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 mentioned this while we were hanging out with Randy before the movie started. Uh, Randy was like, since he's new to Atlanta, he mm. was kind of surprised that there were so many people here tonight. And we kind of confirmed Atlanta comes out for the they Cage. come out for Cage, dude. Like we support our guy. Yeah. Uh, they were, they came out for Pig. They came out for this. Uh, you said they came out for Mandy. I saw a sold out sold night out. At, at Plaza of Mandy, and it was an incredible experience. Yeah, Atlanta Atlanta likes their cage, and I'm 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 proud to be a, a, in a city on the right side of history. Let's start a fan club, an Atlanta fan club. I dude, Let's, I think this podcast just is. I, yeah, this is we we are a pro Nick Cage in every single way. Podcast. Uh, he does not have. Uh, he does not have. That's no, I can't say that. Because it's not true. I was going to say he doesn't have a bad film. I'm like, no, there's some real bad ones. And I was going to say he yeah. doesn't have an uninteresting movie. I was like, no, he has some really boring, just bad movies. He's had some very rough years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But I think it's, it is safe to say he's on he's him. on the rise again. And it's it's really, it's really been nice. Because the last three or four years, he's had some really interesting movies again. So do you, what what was the issue with Willy's Wonderland? It was just, just boring? Like, just kind of... Any Nothing? movie where Nicolas Cage doesn't speak is oh. is a mistake. Yeah, I forgot for that he the entire speak. movie because you need his. That's where half that's his craziness what he is, comes where, from. Where yeah. where he where you don't know how he's going to say the sentence that he's supposed to read. Yeah, and it can go absolutely bonkers. It can go very very like low and you know level, but growly. You take away his superpower if if he if he can't speak. You know if he can't yell if he can't. Go I think that's nuts. fair. Uh, and there's there's. There isn't enough that happens in Willy Won- Willy's Wonderland. It's just it wasn't great. All right, just a letdown. I know, and everybody that's uh, seen it that I know has said that. Yeah, it's just not, it's it's not a good movie. I just what it comes down I to. love the Cage, and I just wanna I want to support. I mean, it. you are welcome to watch it. I know, but I'm just gonna be annoyed. Yeah, probably. 
I'm trying to look up. I don't need to look up his other movies right now. Let's talk about the one that we just watched. We we've gone through a lot of his movies. We since when the pig episode, which honestly, go back and listen to our pig episode. It's a great episode. It is. It's a really nice one. I, I always recommend it now. It's a good one. It's uh we don't. It's it's some it's it's a very different one. Something for us. different. Something different. Yeah. Go check that one out. Is that the only other? Is that that's the only cage? This is cage number two. Cage number two. Uh, Bill Mosley. Yes, yeah, so we've two. got a returning uh, supporting character, Bill Mosley. Which is surprising that we've only had two. Honestly, Bill Mosley's. Uh, a lot of his movies are are a little bit basic in the horror genre. Yeah, I mean, they're us. just like, like yeah, they're just kind of standard the, horror flicks. Yeah. Type and he's of thing. incredible. He's iconic. He's yeah. an iconic Love uh, Bill Mosley. horror uh, legend, and he's. Pretty great in this movie as well. He plays the yeah. governor. He is the the big bad. He's very Bill Mosley in it. Uh, he's not as like animated as like Chop Top or something from Texas Chainsaw Two, but he uh, he's got the voice. Like he's just hamming it up in his voice. He's got in his, his all face. white suit, white cowboy. Yeah, he looks like the fucking Colonel, but he's just like skinny with a beard. And uh, he sounds uh, so much like Jim Carrey to me. Like oh, I can hear that. It's it's weird. And this was the oh, first movie weird. where I think I really noticed it. Where I was like. This could be a Jim Carrey character. I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work. Imagine if that was Jim Carrey doing Dude, that. Dude, I can see Jim Carrey doing it's, it's that. It's a weird comparison, but I think it works. Interesting. Uh, right? I, that's going to be hard for me to separate in my mind I know, now. Dude. And I, fuck, dude. I like Bill Mosley's shit. So he's I'm great. Gonna, he's always No, good. he is great. Yes. No, he's fantastic. But yeah, now I'm like, yeah, no, I can hear it in his voice now that you point that out. Who is the, the mummy? Sophia Batella. Thank you. She is, uh, she's been in a lot of things. She's, I think she was maybe in a Mission Impossible movie at some point as oh, well. That would she make was in sense. the Mummy remake. Is that why Cruz chose her to lead his uh, Titanic? Maybe. I might be making that up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't she, know. She's very recognizable. Uh, pretty good in this as well. She plays, yeah, she was fine. She plays the governor's, uh, quote, daughter. Granddaughter. Find out later. Oh, yeah. Find out later. Uh, he just took sounds her Sounds like as a sex child. slave. Honestly, yeah. it sounds like he was already banging. Uh, none of that was said, and I don't know if it was necessarily implied, but he said something to Cage about not, like, sullying her, and then... Oh, he didn't just say something to Cage. Oh, we'll get we, there. We'll we, get there in a this second. This is a big, important thing that we will get to. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he, uh, just the way that they, like, so desperately wanted to get away from him, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the implications in Fury Road. Yes. Like, they never come out and say certain things, but it's like he's keeping women prisoner like, there's, there's a lot of fury shits. road in this for sure there's a lot of fury road and a lot of turbo kid it's it's a really good mix of both honestly it is with, and then with like the japanese cage stuff thrown in and then the uh, far east of japanese and before yeah. we get into like the specifics um i want to point out i really enjoyed the music all throughout the movie and it went through like many different styles and like types of stuff i like the first time that i noticed it i was like oh i want to pay attention to this throughout so i tried to and like there were certain like parts that were straight up orchestral and then other parts that are like super 80 synth like it was good i really enjoyed it and then like a lot of japanese influence like japanese music and musical influence there's a lot of songs like sung in the movie by characters that's true which is also interesting yeah Um, a lot of chanting but you're right i definitely am interested in going back and listening to the soundtrack which I think Mondo did a pressing of it. I listened to the Turbo Kid soundtrack. A oh, it's lot. awesome, dude! It's it's so, so good. good. And yeah. so uh, you're another comparison there. I have the It Follows soundtrack on vinyl, and I pull it out every Halloween. Disaster piece. To it. It's so fucking good. so so good. So good. And the John Carpenter of solo course. records yeah. that he puts out, but. Yeah, the music is so good. Cinematography is really on point. Um, really, a lot of cool looking lighting, beautiful shots. Uh, the sets happening in are throughout. sets are massive. Like they look the, cool the as shit. The production value of this movie was really impressive because yeah. I mostly expected it to look kind of like kinda a shitty s- Nicolas Cage movie, green screeny, and it didn't. No, like, at they all. built a lot. Yeah. The the world feels really lived in because it's it's very much a made up world. Yeah. this is yeah. not like a reality Earth, at all. It's called uh, like Samurai way. Town. Samurai and, Town yeah. is the main place. Yeah. Uh, it's it's essentially like a Western uh, Japanese kind of mashup, mm. and then it made me kind of like I have I've only seen this once, and it was years ago. But I got slight vibes of the Good, the Bad, and the Weird. Yes, yeah, very much okay. so. Which is an incredible movie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the same director as I saw the Devil. Yep, super yeah. fun, uh, very funny. As yeah, well. I re- I need to rewatch it. I remember enjoying it quite a bit for sure. Um, and it, yeah, there's a lot of influences in this movie because it's just a mashup of a bunch of different things. There's even a little bit of uh, Stephen King's Dark Tower universe. Oh, interesting. In here, where it's like just a mix of a weird mix of like sci-fi, post-apocalyptic, western horror. We get zombies at some point. Yeah, that radioactive was, yeah, zombies, yeah, yeah. and like it's that's kind of what the Dark Tower is, which is a weird, uh, again, a weird mashup of a bunch of different ideas. Damn, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, 
was shot in Japan. Um, apparently, it was originally in Mexico, going to be in Mexico, and Imogen Poots uh, was supposed to be the lady. She's uh, great. I which would have made more sense to be like a bait and switch of a granddaughter type thing because yeah. Sophia looks nothing like she's related to Bill Mosley. No, and I do love Imogen Poots. She's great. Yeah, So, but she pulled out when it was supposed to be shot in Mexico, but uh, the director actually had a heart attack. While this was uh, going on, Sion Sono? Yeah. Whoa. So Nicolas Cage personally made the production move to Japan. What a good guy. I know, right? Good guy, so Nicolas Cage. So it could Cage. be easier for him to make the movie. Really living up to his character's name of Hero. Hero. Yeah, so pretty much Nicolas Cage uh, uh, used his his sway and got the production moved. And Do you think he paid was... for it himself? No, he has I don't no know money. if he has he that has money, no money anymore, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if he's got that kind of cash. He also apparently met his fifth wife on this film. I don't know if that means they're still married, Aww. but yeah, he met his fifth wife. That's so wife. cute. True love exists. I remember that he was with... Uh, I. I believed a japanese woman and that makes sense because they were in japan filming this so i mean i saw him i hope it lasts pictures of him. I, yeah. I hope he's happy i hope he i hope he's not broke you know that one do you know about that one that he got married in vegas and like annulled it like in less than 48 i don't hours? think i know any of his marriage stories please Dude, tell me one of them he oh boy yeah nick cage just gets like i don't know if he's a coke guy i don't know if he even drinks i don't know what nick cage does but he just marries people he's a weirdo very quickly and then divorces them very quickly uh and i think he doesn't have any prenups and i think he just keeps having to give them money <laughs> he just keeps it's, losing money from it's his marriages. just crazy dude like nick he's an absolute mess of a man and i love him i think yeah you i wish him i wish him so much wellness <laughs> like i i want him to thrive and succeed and be and be content so we can keep getting his films. Your love of Nicolas Cage has fully rubbed off on me at this I'm point. I'm so glad. And it's taken a while, but I think I'm fully on his side. I and became, I'm rooting for him so hard. I will say the film that I really like sold me and was uh, the like one, two of seeing in high school adaptation and Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. I still haven't seen Bad Lieutenant, but adaptation. Dude, awesome. he it's a it's a it's a, a rage, rage cage. cage. <laughs> it's a wild it is a wild fucking performance. Should we do uh, it for the podcast at some point? One hundred percent. And it's directed by Werner Herzog. Oh, dude. Yeah. Let's do this soon. Exhibits let's, in it. Val Kilmer's in it. Let's follow the rage. It's insane. We'll do it at some point. We'll yeah. we'll definitely dive into that. That's it's exciting. I mean, it's about a corrupt cop. So like we yeah. So Perfect. that's dark enough for yes. the podcast. Cops are terrible. This performance with Cage is that because of my love of the Rage Cage, I he was fantastic. I don't want to say anything. I wanted more. Though. Yeah, yeah. This movie didn't go quite as crazy as I thought it could and should. Uh, and those dull spots, I was like, this is one like just pop shit off, like have something to go crazy right now, because yeah. that's what we're anticipating. The dull spots were pretty dull. They were pretty dull, and it really like this movie was uh, like just under two hours, uh, and it could have been like a clean uh, hour thirty, hour and a half. This would have been an incredible experience. Yeah, could have been a clean hour thirty. Um, but at the same time, because of how well lived in the world is, I felt that I wanted more. Uh, story with that so if it was like a solid two hours with more like exposition and zany not exposition but like just build a world building backstory and zaniness i'd be like that's cool then you have that time i'd be curious if there is a director's cut because I, he is like his movies are notoriously fucking long right i would be definitely interested in watching some of that because like you said the the world is really interesting yeah the supporting characters are rat really man. interesting the rat gang rat man's amazing i want to know uh What's his name? Yasujiro. Yeah, the cool samurai dude. Yasujiro is, awesome. is so interesting. I just he doesn't speak. The, that's true. Yeah. He's the governor's uh, like bodyguard yeah. guy, and he's so cool. I would love to learn more about he's him. He's loyal in the good ways. He's like he's just a really it, and I mean we both just semi recently played Ghost of Shishima. Oh, that's and like true. there was that shot of them doing like that standoff, and I was like, oh, this feels like I'm in the game. This, this is feels awesome. so cool. Imagine yeah. if Nicolas Cage was a skin in, in Ghost of Tsushima oh, <laughs> of this game. Oh, we need we need a Nicolas Cage skin, and we need a Tom Cruise skin from Last oh Samurai, God, dude. Yeah. Just uh, white dudes only. Let's get more white dudes. White in this saviors. Game. Yeah. Oh, the white hero. Nicolas Cage is definitely that in this movie. We oh, one hundred percent. We do have to acknowledge. But it that. was a dis it was a. A d d deliberate choice yes. by the Japanese director <laughs> to Nicolas cast Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, because he said, like the director 
adores like Wild at Heart. He thinks Wild at Heart is like one of the greatest movies ever made. And Nicolas Cage's performance and how crazy it is is just like one of the best parts. That I would cover that. We needed to, yeah, we need to do more Cage. Yeah, because uh, Wild yeah. at Heart would totally fit. We've got some we, as well. That's we'll figure it. This will be fun. Yep. This will be exciting. We'll I'm figure excited. it out. Uh, yeah, we're now we got some gears turning in our heads right now. Uh, but yeah, this uh, very straightforward plot is uh, Nicolas Cage is a criminal. Like I said at the beginning, they're shooting some people up uh, during a bank robbery. The bank robbery goes very poorly. Goes very poorly. Uh, there's some uh, fuckiness with like time and like perspective and stuff. So like at the beginning, uh, it looks like Nicolas Cage is participating in the killings. Uh, but then we learn that he's not. We knew that he didn't kill the kid, but. Uh, we learned that he also didn't kill anybody in the bank. He's a good guy. Yeah, he. I mean, he seems he's he seems like a dill Seeming, hole. Seemingly a good guy. This is where this is really where uh, hell comes to Frogtown uh, came into play because it's so similar in regards to the characterization. Like, yeah, Mad Max. Like, he's not necessarily a good guy, but like, he's like, in my opinion, he's like true neutral a lot of the time. Yeah, in D and D terms. Yeah, he's like true neutral, um, and. Uh, Turbo Kid is, like, just a different beast. Yeah. Like, it's just not the same kind of lane. It's just the same kind of setting. Uh, and Hell Comes to Frogtown is very much in this vein of... It's, like, a womanizing dickhead who is just shitty and steals. Like, he's just, like, a criminal. He's just, like, a shitty criminal guy. But he's got some sort of, like, moral, compass. Like a moral code. Yeah, code yeah. that he, like, sticks to. Uh, and that's very much what Cage is in this instance. So he goes to jail somewhere, I guess, and gets taken out uh, by Bill Mosley's character to find his granddaughter who has gone missing. Who is Sophia Batella. Yes. And uh, in order to track Cage and make sure he doesn't just leave, he equips him with a leather suit that has... A jumpsuit. Jump, a leather say. jumpsuit. Yes, that a is A onesie. Important. Uh, this whole scene of him changing and all the girls uh, I've seen better this is <laughs> talking of, about his This dick. is one of the funniest scenes of the yeah, movie it's, because it's good. when he's pulled out, he's uh, wearing nothing but a loincloth, like a white loincloth. Like he's like, Je a, like he's like Jesus a, Christ about to get crucified. But it's like it's up the ass crack, so it's like a sumo. <laughs> we do cloth. see a yeah. lot of his We see uh, a lot of his ass. Both ass cheeks. Yeah, just the cheeks. Not the crack though. We I just appreciate. See cheeks. I love yeah. seeing some Nicolas Cage body. It was great. It's really great. And then... Uh, Dude, okay, I got to point this out before I forget because I've tr wanted to bring it up three times. Yes, I've okay. He, like, needs to stop dyeing his hair jet it's black. It's so bad. Like, You're it, so right. It look, Dude, it's bad. His it's, hair is brutal. It's brutal, dude. Just age gracefully, man. Stop. It's like it's like Steven Seagal jet Just black. give it up. Like, it's bad, give man. Give it up, man. Sorry. No, uh, it's okay. Yeah. But this scene is, is so funny because... He strips down naked, and all of the the women of the of Samurai Town are like giggling. So excited to and see his. There's somebody like sketching him naked as well. Dong. And one of the girls says, "I've seen better." Yeah, well, in she, regards it's to like his, a white chick to his dick. Yeah, yeah it was like a random white chick in the audience just being like, "I've seen better." That yeah, that killed me. That was very funny. And then he very quickly puts on the suit that he was given. Yep. It's a leather onesie jumpsuit, zip up leather. And the yeah. only thing I can really compare it to is. The X Men movies of the early 2000s, oh. which it looks exactly like that. Which, yeah, which made me laugh even harder because now I'm does. imagining Nicolas Cage being in those movies. Well, I mean, he he could have been. He was Ghost Rider. Oh damn! Another leather jacket, dude. This is like his fourth or fifth movie with Ghost in the title. I looked up as well. <laughs> that's he's that's got, really funny. That's a funny got, fun fact. <laughs> he's got uh, both Ghost Rider movies. So Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Yep, of course. Saw that in theaters. Saw both then, of them in yes, theaters. Yes, you did. I saw the first one at uh, uh, Wednesday Night Youth Group. And, nice. Uh, yep. <laughs> and I fell asleep. It's very Christian-oriented. Yeah, I guess. Eh, kind of, actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it, it is kind of. Uh, Pay the Ghost, which is a Paul Schrader movie. Is it bad? Apparently. Uh, but he says, like, it's one of those, like, the studio destroyed oh, this movie. Yeah. Don't see it. Uh, Disowned. It, and then Incident in Ghostland. I think there was one more, though. I can't recall mm -hmm. right now, though. I mean, there's probably more than we than we even know yeah. about. He's he does That's like true. He does, like, four movies a year. He fucking does, dude. Um, but so this suit, again, reminiscent. I mean, he has Pig in this this year. Sure. And I think there's probably some like direct-to-video shit that we missed. Of course there's. The dude, yeah. the dude constantly works because he has to because he's broke. Yeah. Um, so this X-Men suit, very funny. Uh, we noticed very quickly that there are glowing dots. Uh, on, oh, yeah. On, Willy's Wonderland on was his third. He, the, yeah. he had three this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are glowing dots, uh, two on his throat, 
uh, attached to the suit, one on each forearm, and then one on each, uh, in the words of Bill Mosley, testicle. Uh, that deliver that line delivery also killed me. It was so funny. One of the, one of the great <laughs> one of the great Bill Mosley lines, um, and he gives us some good exposition on this suit because there's a lot to it. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Basically, they the ones he just on his describes arm describes the reasoning. So the, it's literally just a leather suit with some like lights taped yeah. to it. Like it looks like shit. Like it's not like a cool looking suit. It's very turbo kid. But yeah, like it's cheap looking, yeah. but it's I think that's on purpose. Of course it and has it's, to be. Yeah, it's it's very funny and the way that they're described like Bill Mosley's describing it makes it sound like beyond high tech, like so high tech. It's like what? This is just a leather suit with like something taped to the wrist and some lights around the neck and on the balls. Like yeah, I jumped in. You can continue no, explaining no, no. The, what they do. The reasoning is amazing because yeah. uh, he says the the ones on his arms will go off if he uh, reaches out to harm any unharmed uh, unarmed girl. Yep. Uh, and you're like, okay, weirdly specific. Mm-hmm. And then he, it will detect that. It, the sensors it will know. The sensors will know. Yeah. Of course, very high tech again. And the one on his nuts uh, are if what does he say? If you like have un- impure thoughts about. Her, her, but the it, girl it's, itself. Yeah, they'll, I don't they'll know blow if it's up. Like a woman or just her specifically, but uh, uh, dude, I, I don't know if I was anticipating that to pay off. Uh, yeah, let's just say that it does. It does because I, I, I wasn't either because a lot of times in a movie like this, they'll we, set that up and you'll be like, "Ah, we're not." It, it doesn't ever happen. Yeah. Spoiler alert: one of his nuts gets blown <laughs> off. And it's an incredible and he holds scene. It and passes out. It's an amazing scene. So it's it's the best scene in the movie. The suit is a death trap. Uh, it says, you know, if he yeah, doesn't, yeah, the ones around the neck. If he tries to get it off, it'll blow. If up. he doesn't return in yep. five days, it'll That's blow the wrist. up. Yeah. Uh, if uh, another weird rule, he has to have her speak her own name into the speaker and the microphone on his wrist in order for it to like disarm. There's a lot of loopholes and rules to this whole thing yeah and then like pretty much none of it matters no uh <laughs> except for the nut thing except for the n- <laughs> well his arms do get blown a little or his one well, arm gets one of his arms a little get, bit. gets blown off too yeah. uh yeah just but like they weren't that powerful because it just like made like a little crater in his arm really yeah, yeah. and i mean if it's on your nut we expected more but yeah. again yeah like if it's on your nut that doesn't matter how yeah a little explosion near the nut not great. And then, so the very, very next scene, there he's given a car. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god! No, I take it back. We, this is the best we, scene of the movie. I'll let you take this. Oh my fucking because god! This made me, us both laugh so hard. This was the funniest scene in the movie to me. And I saw his testicle get blown off, and this, the testicle thing, just shocked me because I wasn't anticipating it no. to pay off. This made me laugh because he like runs at it like a kid. Like, okay, so he's like driving. He gets this car. It's like, like a, a Ford Taurus. It's something. like a fucking Toyota. <laughs> like it's like just like, but it looks like slick. And then you see like a Toyota like right on the front. And he like peels out and he's like about to drive away after being like explained the rules. And he, now he's gonna go try to rescue her from the ghost land. And uh, he stops the car and gets out. And, like, starts oddly running toward a bicycle with a basket. And he's got, like, a kind of deranged look on his face. And then he gets on the bike. Like, I thought he was getting the bike to, like, put in the car so he could, like, for some reason use it. But then he just starts pedaling away very slowly for, like, no particular reason at all. I have no idea why. Amazing. <laughs> um, like, it... it I... Oh, my God. I, yeah, you and I were laughing very hard. And then... Uh, Yasujiro pulls up in the car. Follows in the car. <laughs> pulls up in the car, like whips it around, and Nick Cage is just like, "Yeah, it's like, I guess it's this like time sensitive. That much of a hurry. That eh? much of a hurry. Yeah. Uh, like, all right. And then he gets in the car and leaves. And like, it's like, what was the point of this? So unnecessary. But honestly, I'm glad that it was in there. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite sequences in the entire movie. One, it's like one of the weird quirks of this movie that yep. make it really. A fun experience. Yep. Because it's so unpredictable. That scene specifically is yes. one of my favorite scenes. I, I do got to say the testicle being blown up is probably the highlight of the film. But <laughs> yeah, I honestly think what so. else could be? There's like there's one specific shot that I think is my favorite of the movie. Um, and that is after the dude gets his throat slit toward the end. 
and it like lingers really long from behind of just visceral blood spray for like a good 15 seconds. Very Kill Bill. And it's just like hyper lighting and like he's in shadow with just blood spraying up. It looks fucking awesome. The the last third of the movie is Awesome. awesome. Yeah, the last the movie ends well. Yes. Like it's cool as shit, which is great. It, um, they, that's why we ca- were able to come in hot because yeah. it ends on such a fun note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it yeah, it ends Not, very and, strongly. And when it drags, it is in the middle area. Yeah, it's in the middle, sure. and it's. I mean, it doesn't like destroy the movie no, whatsoever. No, no. Like we said, three and a half out of four mm-hmm. or out of five. It's it's good. It's it's very good. I just I was anticipating um, a bit more to it because like getting back to the rules and shit. Uh, there's a lot of like dream sequences, apparently. I hate dream sequences in movies now. I think I'm sick. The, of them, the middle of this movie is kind of uh, timeliney, confusing, and being because they keep like waking up on the ground, and I'm like, what? Okay, what was a dream, and what wasn't at a certain point? They because I'm like, did they go and do that? And then come back and sleep on the ground right here. There's a lot of dreams and a lot of flashbacks. Yeah, too. and, and I, yeah. There's, uh, they're mixed in together. Uh, and what's really funny, the first big flashback we get of Nicolas Cage's life is right after his nut gets blown off. <laughs> it is. And he then passes we, out, and then we, and then like we have a flashback. Fifteen minute scene of his flashback back to the bank, and this is where exactly. we learn all but that. But it's shit. funny that yeah. that is the catalyst is his nut getting blown off because because he was pouring water in her mouth and it made him horny. He's got a boner in the thing. <laughs> okay, okay. Again with the suit. So uh, earlier, he's being a dick. He's trying. He, f- he finds Sophie Batella in the ghost land. Yeah. He's trying to move her. She's kind of catatonic standing. Well, she uh, was a porcelain mannequin doll. We don't even. I don't even need to go into that because that, those characters were cool looking, yes. but they didn't matter. Like it just doesn't matter. There's no explanations. Yeah. And so he is trying to get her to move. So he grabs her, her to move her. Thing. Yeah, we'll get to that. Exactly. I, there, I, I don't even know how to explain that. But uh, and it's, as he grabs her. The bomb on his wrist starts to beep. And of oh, course, he's, he's like, yeah, yeah. And of course, he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Okay, blah blah blah. And so he's trying to get her to move without grabbing onto mm-hmm. her. Um, what's hilarious about when he gets a boner from pouring water into her mouth? There's no warning. It immediately starts beeping, and he runs off. <laughs> he like and, backs, and like scurries back. Is, no, 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 no. <laughs> neither of us could have guessed. I assumed that it was gonna stop, be a warning yeah. because his arm get a warning. Yeah. It it just blows up. Yeah. And. I think the shock of see, us. <laughs> you just see the fucking squib like go off on his nut. And you're like, oh, like what the fuck? And then he immediately starts like hopping around, kind of screaming, and then passes out out of pain. It's amazing. It is like he holds his he holds his nut in his fingers. It looks honestly, it looks like a like a fake eyeball type, yeah. honestly. Uh, and he's holding it in his fingers and then, uh, yeah, passes out. It's amazing. And then we get the entire flashback of what actually happened at the bank robbery. Yeah. His partner, whose name is Psycho, another white American dude, uh, basically goes on Weird a, looking a, motherfucker. a murder rampage and finds out, we find out Nicolas Cage tried to stop him, yeah. essentially. Um, yeah. This is also when it's revealed, it's basically Nicolas Cage's fault that Sofia Batella was taken by the governor as a child, yes. which again the timeline is—it doesn't make any sense beca- because because Nicholas Cage looks exactly the same. He has aged none. He is playing himself in all these flashbacks, no de aging whatsoever, uh, and they just straight up just don't show Bill Mosley as a younger governor. Uh, but Sophia is like eight. It's like twenty years later. Yeah, or it's something. Like, Nick Cage looks exactly the same, and you were a literal child. When this happened. Yeah. Sion Sono just didn't care. No. He was like, you'll figure it out. You'll understand yeah, what I mean. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's stuff like that, though, that that's why I'm like, there could have been more. And I honestly would, because of how it was set up, I would be interested in learning more about these side characters, about Psycho and his gang of nuclear zombies and disappearing prison bus. Are they the ghosts of Ghostland? I think they're the think ghosts of Ghostland. But also in that regard, they didn't do anything. Like, they weren't no. a menace at all. And, like, immediately they were just like, all right, you can go. And it's the, like, why? <laughs> the only time they are even really uh, brought up is when they all rush right, pretty much right after his nut blows up. Yeah, but then they, they fall rush asleep. Him, and then well, I, was, I had some questions about this because they all rush at the two of them to try to take them. Yeah. He, uh, Nicholas Cage grabs Sophia Batella so that his right arm blows up. Blows up. And then they them, all leave. Yeah. And then I think he passes out again. <laughs> and then they fall asleep, and then it's more like flashbacky timeline shit. Yeah. And then she wakes up, and then it's like her flashy back timeline shit. 
I was like, I don't fucking really yes. know. It didn't need to be as convoluted as yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, it, because we're also not getting that much information. Like, all that, all the stuff that it's revealing, it's like, this is the easy stuff to yes. figure out. Like, like, I'm here for radioactive zombies. <laughs> yeah. Give me more of that. More of that, please. Yeah, that's yeah. that was cool as shit. I wasn't anticipating zombies just, in this at Again, all. I just don't need dream sequences most of the time. No. Did you have flash? Did you have flashbacks to uh, the Snyder Cut? God. <laughs> when are we going to do the Snyder Cut? <laughs> Patreon, baby. If someone pays me, I will do the Snyder Cut. I will sit through four and a half hours yeah, of something that I do not respect. Yeah, you'll hate it. I, <laughs> I know. Hate, you I hate it. it. I hate. I don't. Zach well, Snyder. I actually don't know anybody who liked it. Not. I don't know anybody personally who. Let's liked beef it. with the Snyder heads. Yeah, let's Honestly, start that. Yeah, Zack Snyder is the Eli Roth of the superhero world. I 100% agree with you they, on that. I bet they're friends. Oh, I bet they're friends. They're the same person. They look exactly alike. Are they're they, both like 4'10", too. Are they the same person? Just like person? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's 4'10". They're, conspiracy theory, they're all the same person. They're all Joe Rogan, Eli Roth, and Zack Snyder are all the same person. And, and we'll all fight 4'10". all of them together. Yes. Like, like a Voltron. All of this, I we went on this rabbit hole because I was just trying to make a dig at the Snyder Cut. Good. I'm glad we made it here. Fuck Zack Snyder. Fuck Zack Snyder. Fuck Eli Roth. And fuck Joe Rogan. There. We said it. Maybe Spotify will cancel us now because we said fuck Joe Rogan. He's an idiot. Oh, no. We take it back. Psych. Psych. Got, him, <laughs> Got you, you. Got idiot. you. Stupid you thought we Spotify. took it back. Oh. Stupid dumbass hey, Spotify. Hey, I don't know if you heard in the beginning. We're the best boys in the podcasting game. The uh, uh, BBs in the PCG. Yeah, I was doing it so good the first time. I'm I'm tanking. Your brain tonight. is broken. I'm really tired, honestly. <laughs> you had band practice earlier. I had band practice. I've had a very. I had worked a show last night. at band practice. Yeah, you're got tired. You on. said you can't even do the the sound. Your favorite sound. <clears throat> it wasn't as good though. Do you, are you trying to like not cough right now? I am trying not to. Yeah. Drink some, drink some water. I, it's empty. <laughs> I drink it all. I'll get some after. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, his arm blows up. He falls asleep. So plot wise, the whole thing is he's just trying to get this girl back. Uh, there's this thing going on with the time though. I don't understand that like at all. He finds like a town in the outskirts, essentially yeah. in the ghost land, which I, I view as like in a Western, it's like they bring the town together and then yeah. they come back. And... If this is just like the one town that we see yes. that uh, they're they're trying to make the best of the situation that they're in. But there's like a clock tower. There's They're like having to keep the arm from going because it's going to blow up, I guess. It's never really explained. But it doesn't, I don't understand why they didn't want it to blow up. I think they were told like maybe they can't, let, but who, who's maybe the, enforcing Maybe the governor that? probably told them. And then he's going to do what? I don't know. I, this is what you said where it yeah. could have been longer if we got more explanations. Yeah, like of, all that's of that. an interesting idea of this world building, but it would have been Yeah, because nice they all are scared and hate the governor, but I didn't feel that. No. Because there was, I didn't, I wasn't given a reason why. Like, he was not menacing to me. He didn't come across menacing. He came across as like a creepy old man yeah. who had a lot of money. Yeah. Like, we, we Ted Turner. We could have had Bill Mosley go a little crazier, if we're being honest. Yeah, uh, Cage was, I think, uh, adequately crazy. This yeah. is not. This is Rage Cage, not Vampire's Kiss Cage. There is a difference. Vampire's Kiss Cage is like crazy, like unhinged Cage. That's more like Color Out of Space style. Uh, Bad Lieutenant. This is like yelling, shouting, laughing, ha ha ha, like <laughs> wide eyed, yeah, wide eyed, like just maniacal Cage. Uh, that's what we mean by Rage Cage. We do get some really good like monologues of him. Towards the end. Testicle! So after, yes. <laughs> yeah. So after he, he rescues Sophia Patella, he is trying to like give a pep talk to the to the town in Ghostland. And he walks up on the stage, essentially, and he's like, listen up, everybody. It's so <laughs> and good. he's like, I got one arm and one. And he pauses and looks down at his nuts. Testicle! <laughs> Like just screams it's amazing. It. I loved that, and then so proceeds much. to to give like a pretty rousing speech, an inspiring speech to be like, he, "Hey, help me out." It's no cancel the apocalypse, but it's pretty good. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. <laughs> uh, yeah, that part's awesome. Uh, I mean, from there they just pretty much go back to Samurai Town and uh, he confront he the puts, governor. He puts like a metal tube on his arm. Yeah. It, well, at first we like she's hammer. I realized she was hammering pieces for that oh, earlier. That's what that was. That yeah, I figured now. that out. Uh, uh, it looks just like a metal tube. It looks like a Mega Man arm or something like that. But shittily made. But very poorly made. Um, and it honestly just looks like heavy and inconvenient. But we figure out why 
it is because there's a sword hidden in it. It's an anime sword. Yeah. Basically. It's cool. <laughs> he uses it's it. Gnarly. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, this is when, when it gets to that, that really exciting kind of final Confrontation, uh, climax yeah. that I was talking about earlier where it really gets fun. He returns He returns Sophia and she uh, does, obviously doesn't want to be there. He's learned this along the way. So they kind of have like a plan. Uh, well, they don't really have a plan, but they you just could, know like. Let's just say they couldn't have planned for what happens. Susie? Is that her name? Yes. Yeah, so Susie, she's an interesting character. We haven't brought her up yet. Pretty annoying. Honestly, really fucking annoying. I I don't know how on purpose that was. I don't know if that person... uh, I don't don't know. I don't know. Uh, she is uh, Sophia Patel is quote sister. It's like it's another girl. Another girl. Yeah, it was that the uh, governor took Bill Mosley took. Um, But there's like something she's annoying as shit. She's like a little uh, unhinged a little bit. There's something off about her. Maybe we're 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 trying to be nice. I don't know. We don't. Nothing is said. So we're trying to be nice. Something is off. But (laughs) again, none of it could have prepared us for what happens at the beginning of this kind of standoff at the end. He brings Nicholas Cage brings Sophie Batella and they meet the governor with all these samurai ninjas and cowboys Cowboys. with guns. Yep. Uh, in Samurai Town. Oh, I want to say, yeah. So, like, the movie opens because, like, with guns and shit. Uh, the movie opens with uh, like Sophia leaving the governor's area, like she's escaping out. Samurai Town. Yeah, with two friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty like it looks like old Japan during this sequence and then them getting into a car oh, made it, me laugh yes <laughs> that, it is very very surprising because their dress is very like like i just wasn't thinking like oh there's probably like there's vehicles no they and them getting into a car i was like oh my god that kind of just threw me for yes. a loop a like, little bit again this world is very yeah. strange they they have phones that they're filming yeah, with later. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like it's just a weird world yeah it's not real but very much fantasy hyper stylized it felt very much like uh, have you seen Yakuza Apocalypse by Mike? Mike? No, but I want to. Uh, like, there's a like a guy in a frog costume who does kung fu in that, and like fights a samurai in, in a town square. Sure, and it's like it just kind of feels like that a little bit. So yeah, sorry you were saying because yeah, loose. Uh, or what's Susie? Susie, uh, in the like heart of the tension, the the climax of of the tension of the standoff. Yeah. Susie screams, which she has done many times. Many fucking times. Again, her voice is shrill. Really, it's shrill. Uh, it's shrill. Yeah. She runs to a minigun. That's just there. A mounted minigun and mows down everyone. All of the bad guys except for the governor. Yep. And, and Cage, Cage and Sophia, and Sophia and The good Yasujiro. Other, yeah. The other main character. Who at this point is the like badass samurai guy. Yeah. Um, and thus begins the final climax mm. of chaos. And yeah, that minigun reveal, her screaming and like just running to a minigun. Then she gets shot twice. Yep, and it's fine. She survives somehow, but yeah. she's got two chest wounds. She does. Gun, like yeah, I forgot that wounds. she got shot. Yeah, and then she just like hides in an alley. And then yeah, later Bill Moses is like, ah, come sit on Grandpa's lap. It's so weird. It's so he's just like hovering over, her, like come on, come to me. Like it's so. Fucking weird. And then Sophia Batella unloads an entire <laughs> clip into him. She does, and that's awesome. That was yeah. satisfying as shit. Yeah. And there's some like really uh good samurai action during here. It's not like the most amazing shit you've ever seen. It's no fucking 13 assassins. We need to also samurai, mention but... Nicholas Cage is wearing a football helmet this whole time. He's, yeah, Turbo Kid. <laughs> like Turbo uh, Kid with his leather jumpsuit. With his leather jumpsuit, uh, because he's got to get the key around Bill Mosley's neck because Bill Mosley's not gonna let him free. Of course. Um yeah. weird. But right? just the fact that he's wearing a busted up football helmet is so funny. Yeah. Especially I mean you can tell that the reason they did it is so that they can have a stuntman do the, that all of the sense. fun yep. cool moves that Nicolas Cage can't cannot do. <laughs> do. He physically is in terrible shape. There's a few uh, shots of him, not a stuntman, doing like some sort of like judo move and it looks like Steven Seagal he doing does, something. He threatens in the movie, he says to somebody, I'll karate chop you! Oh, I'll <laughs> 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 karate chop you! He also says, Hi fucking yeah! Yeah, that is amazing. Hi <laughs> fucking yeah! Oh, dude, I think I really enjoy like the more <laughs> those parts were like that's why it's a three and a half and not a three. Because uh, if it didn't like, it, if this it, was Willis Wonderland more cage, of that. Yeah. If it had more of that, it would have been a four. But yeah. it just didn't have enough. Hi fucking yeah! Love that but shit, man. He had some really amazing 
yeah. amazing lines. Very like glad that. we saw this. Yes. Uh, really, again, the ending, like the final, like twenty minute, twenty five minutes, is just awesome. It's the, really fun. His standoff with Yasujiro. He gets hit in the nuts again, and that <laughs> is he gets hit in his gone nut. Oh, dude. And he, like, put the pause there. Like, the camera going to his face and him just kind of, like, looking around a little bit. Like, kind of, like, confused. And then just yelling, fuck! Like, oh, my God, dude. It's it real. The so fact that funny. they blew his nut off <laughs> is, I, I'm so impressed that it's they went there. Film of the year. It's still a three and a half out of five, yeah. but it's the film moment of the year. It's, hey, you got to top this. You got to top the nut. This is it. He busted a nut. Oh, <laughs> We didn't see any dick or cum. Yeah, that's fine. I got. I saw a testicle explode. We did see testicle. We so saw a testicle outside the set. Does that count yeah. as graphic nudity? Is that's this a, that's an interesting philosophical question? I think it only counts as graphic nudity if someone could find it sexy. Well, I mean, and I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know. I don't know if a bloody unsacked testicle is considered sexy to somebody i am curious what this is yeah, technically rated r the, for what the, well is this rated i think so well like i don't know a lot of because is this technically a foreign film it is right yeah but it's still rated by the mpaa i feel like the mpaa just doesn't matter anymore though i mean where's like power, does anybody you know? pay well because everything's streaming like does anybody even pay attention I'm to that the, i'm looking at the imdb there is no rating that's what i'm saying so like i'm googling it to see if it's on um wikipedia it yeah it might be unrated which wow. i mean it doesn't it, that doesn't mean like it would it's be r insane. it would be this would r. be rated r for sure there's there's so, like a there's boob. enough there, there's, there's a boob there's some violence there is at the very beginning yeah. well they're 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 in the red, the red light district yeah. so that okay that there's no sense. sex no 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 no. this Which is not i appreciate gratuitous whatsoever it's so nice to, yeah. to, to get to watch a movie and not have to worry about there being sexual assault yeah yeah well I, if I that had, might be if that had popped up uh for a second at the beginning i was like maybe and like as it went i was like i really don't think they're gonna it didn't match the that. vibe of this movie. yeah uh this this vibe is like Strap in, this is going to be fun. Yes. Like, this is a fun flick, not deep. Uh, obviously, there's, like, social commentary going on with just, like, capitalism, money. Probably more things that we don't even get. Yeah, culturally that yeah. we probably won't understand or we couldn't understand because people... What the fuck did Ratman say? I need... <laughs> I would have liked some Ratman subtitles. I would have loved some Ratman subtitles. Yeah, dude, I don't know if this uh, has a uh, rating. It, it must just be unrated. Yeah. Um... It's good stuff. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, definitely happy I saw it in theaters. I don't think it's anything amazing. It's totally worthy addition to the Rage Cage repertoire. Yes. Um, and Cage is on the rise. Cage is on the rise. Cage is, oh my God, he's a fiery when, phoenix. When Matthew McConaughey was going through his McConaissance, mm -hmm. I think this is a similar thing. I mean, dude, let, let's quickly, I'm going to go, uh, since we're getting close to wrapping up. And while you're looking, while you're, while you're looking at whatever you're, you're going for. Yeah. I'm uh, looking, oh, I've got Cage's filmography. The, I just want to say the poster for this movie. is fucking awesome. It's so sick. It's so rad looking, like, dude. I, I would have wanted to see this movie without so knowing good. anything about it just from the poster. Yeah. Honestly, this also made me, uh. Want to rewatch Big Trouble in Little China? I haven't seen it in years. Me and Brittany rewatched it dur uh, last it's year so during fun. quarantine. It's so it fucking fun. It was such a fun movie and a not fun time. Yeah, really enjoyed it. It's uh, it, for those unfamiliar, it's uh, a John Carpenter. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. like just adventure film. It's so fucking fun and starring Kurt Russell. I'm trying to the see great Kurt Russell. <clears throat> I'm trying to see like roughly where we could say this cage thing started because i think we got a false sense of it with joe in yeah, 2013 a while ago it seems yeah. like yeah joe was kind of like oh he's still got it but yeah so after joe it was some, literal some dark years. dog shit <laughs> for was it until mandy was mandy the the no the for, catalyst for me it was the year before mandy and i'm gonna count it as the year before mandy okay. so from joe he did rage which I have seen because if you're watching a movie with Nick Cage called Rage, that's <laughs> yeah. the Rage Cage. You, you have to watch it. It's boring as shit. It's shit. not very good. That's terrible. Uh, th it's truly, this is his really bad. This yeah. is his worst run is yeah. right here. So 2014 is Rage. Um, then he did Outcast. That's with Hayden Christensen. Oh, yikes. Yeah. 
uh, which I have not seen all of that one. I've seen parts. Again, if just, you can't even get bad, through a movie dude. like that, that yeah. is saying something. It's bad. Yeah. Then he did also in 2014. Uh, he did four movies in 2014. He did Rage, Outcast. He did Left Behind. I, I can't wait to watch that. Yep. Uh, and he did Dying of the Light, which is another Paul Schrader movie that uh, got. He's like, nope, studio killed it. Don't watch wow. it. Uh, then he did 2015 The Runner, which I haven't seen. Then he did Pay the Ghost. Uh, I haven't seen. Then he did. All these names are so bad. Then he did The Trust, which I haven't seen. Then he did another Paul Schrader movie that he didn't disown, but apparently is just not very good, called Dog Eat Dog, starring uh, Willem Dafoe. Whoa. As well. Um, Defoe and Cage. Defoe and Cage. I really actually want to see that one. That's a directed by Paul Schrader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but apparently it sucks. Yeah. Um, he did have a role in Oliver Stone's Snowden in 2016, which I didn't see. I don't think I saw that. Just Gordon Levitt. Oh, I did Stone. see yeah. it. Wait, I don't remember Nicolas Cage being in that movie. I might be making that up. I don't know. Well, uh, then He's he in was. It, I guess he was in the USS Indianapolis Men of Courage, which is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is about that ship the Jap the Japanese uh, sub shot down like nuked or shot the USS Indianapolis and all those dudes went in the water and got eaten by sharks. It's like that That's story. That's about. Yeah, it's that movie. Oh, and and Nicolas and, Cage is in that. Dude, this movie's got layers. And it's directed by fucking Mario Van Peoples, who is the son of the guy who wrote Melvin Van Peoples. Melvin Van Peoples. Sweet Sweetback's badass song. Have you seen that? Sweet Sweetback's badass song. No, 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 no. The USS Indianapolis. Yeah. No. I think after okay, so I've heard it's bad. We but, do have to yeah. give a shout out to uh, last podcast on the left. Uh, oh yeah, they, they did covered a series yeah, yeah, yeah. on this exact it historical was thing. It was fascinating. Yeah, uh, recently in the last month or so, my grandfather just bought me a book about uh, like the Japanese internment camps and stuff. And apparently, there's a section about this because it's about the war. And I'm intrigued. The author. Oh, speaking of last pod, the author of the book my grandfather got me is the same author that did the Indifferent Stars Above. Very cool. The Donner Party one. Nice. Um, so after that movie, he did Army of One, which I'm very curious about because it's directed by the guy who directed Borat and Bruno, and it's also starring uh, Russell Brand, and it's based on a true story. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of layers. It's about a guy who believes that he can go kill Bin Laden by himself, and like try try tried to travel to Afghanistan Sounds to like do it. It could be Rage Cage. So I need to check that. It's in my watch list. That's for it? you. Yeah. That's a for you to watch and let me know. So again, like we're getting, we're almost there. Yeah. Uh, then he had one called Arsenal. I don't know. Then uh, <laughs> we, he had one called Vengeance, a love story, which All I did these see. Titles are so bad. I did see Vengeance, a love story. Not great. Uh, and then he had one called Inconceivable, which I'm just now seeing with my eyes for the first time, and I'm very <laughs> curious about this one because it looks like a weird, like steamy drama type thing, and Ooh, I have hot. no, I need Sexy. to check that out. Uh, and Erotic. then I think this is where we get the official return of the good Rage Cage. Okay, we're on to something. Okay, <clears throat> 2017's Mom and Dad. Oh, co-starring Selma, Selma Blair, Blair, directed by one of the guys. Behind, written and directed by one of the guys behind the Crank series. Oh, is Mom and Dad good? Mom and Dad's fucking awesome, dude. I've been curious. It's about balls it. to the wall. Just it's about a virus that goes around and makes parents uh, want to kill, kill their, kids. their kids. I do love a simple idea like that. Yeah, and then he did uh, two other movies in between, and then he did Mandy, and then he did a bunch of random shit, and then he was in Spider Verse. That's true. Yeah, he did yep. the voice. Yep. And then he did another random shitty movie, and then he did Color Out of Space, and then a couple random shitty... Actually, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. The dude works. So man. after Color Out of Space, he's got movies called Running with the Devil, Kill Chain, Primal, Grind Isle... Grind Isle. Grand Isle, uh, which I also think... I think that might be co-starring Kelsey Grammer. Yep. That's co-starring oh Kelsey my Grammer. God. Uh, one called Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, which you, we're, we're aware of. i jiu-jitsu, yeah. <laughs> uh, then he did another Croods movie, because he's in the Croods. Whoa. Then he did this, then he did Pig. And, uh, I, oh, sorry. Then he did this, then he did Willy's Wonderland, then he did Pig. Yeah. So. Um, it's safe to say he's, he's got all, six movies coming up. He's always going to do shitty movies. But <clears throat> there is there is a a diamond in the rough from time to time now, which I which I really appreciate. And it's a nice little surprise. When we watch a, a Cage movie now, is it going to be shitty? Maybe. Maybe. Is it going to be pretty fun? Also, usually. Probably. Usually. Yeah. Uh, he's got, coming up, he's got something called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. He's got, I think that's I a, think I'm familiar with that. I think yeah. he plays himself yes, in that Yes, I think he does. I'm fascinated. He. Yeah. I read an article about that where he said he, Pedro he, Pascal's in it. He couldn't watch it. Because he's like, I, too I'm too unhinged in it. 
Ooh, I can't wait. I know. I think that might be a, we might have to do an episode. Uh, and one. also, he does still apparently have a potential uh, Joe Exotic bio thing he's that gonna he's going to be Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. no. I need that in my fucking life. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's the role he was born to play. I, I, I see it exactly the same way, my friend. I need to hear his voice. As Joe oh, Exotic. his little oh, <laughs> like ooh, Nick Cage doing a little little uh, ooh boy, Tiger a little, King, a little dandy uh, Southern boy, yeah. Who now man. that you have put that in my brain, you need it. I need it to happen, and honestly, hell, let him play Carol Baskin too. He would make so much money oh doing my God, it. Dude. He'd get a huge he paycheck. would be perfect. Yes. Perfect. He already kind of looks like him when you think about it. It's true. He'll just grow out a mustache and dye his hair. It's give perfect. Mu- give Nicolas Cage a mullet. I know. I know. You know he looks good in one. I know. I mean, it was that, a fun movie. I think I think that's what we can go out on is is, yeah. is that. Uh you got any you got any palate cleansers? Anything you've been doing lately? Uh I dove back into Red Dead <laughs> Red Dead Redemption you 2. S- you said you started it from the beginning. From the beginning. I uh, Wait, wait, wait. Before How many hours have you put into it already? Uh, now I'm only like six. I've only no, no, pl- no. Total in your lifetime, like because you've played this. A oh lot yeah, before. I got I got pretty deep into it. Uh, I mean not as deep as the game, I guess. I was probably like 55, 60 hours into the game. So why didn't you just keep playing? Uh, my horse died, and uh, <laughs> and it saved at a point that I couldn't go back and like redo something, and I had to like figure out a new horse. And this is the horse I'd had the whole game. I hadn't let him die once. Nah, dude, I'm I was mad, so and you're I stopped. Away fifty five hours of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had I had fucked up my money a little bit. There were some things I needed. I was like want like wanted wanted, and so, well, I, well, I was a serial killer. Yeah, I was about to say you have to you have to say your thing in Red Dead. Yeah, and that's gonna <laughs> which happen surprises ag- nobody. True, that is gonna happen again, but I'm gonna do a better this time. You're gonna not get caught. I'm gonna not get caught. Here's okay. Here's what you should do: have a seller. And just be dump everything in. the seller killer or something yeah. like work the brand Dude, in there. You get you to know? buy masks, yeah. like freaky masks, That's and get game. like meat cleavers and shit. Pretty cool. It's a good game. That's I guess what I'm doing. That's a good ballot cleanser. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, something that I've been watching uh, lately that I oh, have yeah. had. Uh, I wanted to have low expectations, so uh, just, FX yep. FX has been kind of cranking out good stuff lately. They've been on a roll. Uh, they have a great show on Hulu, because a lot of the stuff comes on Hulu as well, called Reservation Dogs, uh, produced by Taika Waititi. That's not even what I'm recommending. I'm just saying that I'm also watching that. It's a really good show. Uh, a nice like kind of half-hour comedy, mm-hmm. um, but also very intense. Uh, but the the show that just uh, was released on, on Hulu, uh, the first three episodes are Why the Last Man, the uh, adaptation of my all-time favorite comic book series, uh, written by uh, Brian K. Vaughn, uh, art by Pia Guerra, and uh, this, this is a show that's been in production hell for a long time, um, and I've been kind of keeping up with it since then, because as you do with adaptations. Yep. Uh, so that's was my reasoning for coming in with low expectations. Uh, the main character, uh, Yorick, was originally supposed to be portrayed by Barry Keoghan, uh, the really great actor who's in Green Knight. He's the, the kid in Killing of the Sacred Deer, mm-hmm. one of my favorite actors currently. Uh, so I was bummed that he f- dropped out, um, but I'm here to say it's a really good show. <laughs> like, it's a really, really good show. The The, the premise is uh, it's a bad time currently for it to really be coming out, but whatever. It's about a pandemic uh, where... Or the best time. Yeah, honestly, most yeah. relatable, uh, where everything with a Y chromosome on Earth dies, except That's, for one dude yeah. and his monkey, his capuchin monkey named Ampersand. And uh, that's the premise. Uh, it's really great uh, so far. Uh, th- first three episodes have been solid. So check it out. But honestly, read the comic. Read the, read the comic for sure. I might, have, uh, I might have recommended it on. Is, I think you did. On the crossed episode. Is it? It's finished. Is it's, the com- it's, the a complete, finished? it's a completed yeah. series. It's 60 issues total. Oh, okay. There that's, are, that's hefty. There, there are collected volumes where like you can get, you know. Like nail biter. 15, 20 yeah, at yeah. a time. Yeah. Um, but it is amazing. Is Nailbiter back? Yes, Nailbiter the comic has returned. As I well. need to. You I need keep to. Up with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a big fan because I took my cousin to Oxford and I saw a new Nailbiter and yeah. I was like, I, I have no idea what this is. I need to see where I'm at. Yeah, and it's get it's back like Nailbiter it. the return. Yeah. Either way, I really love that. Series. My palate cleanser: just read comics. 
Read comics. I love comics. Read right? comics, uh, play video games, watch movies. Uh, take in stories. Take in stories, listen to records, and don't get your balls blown off. And wear a seatbelt during car crash sex. Yeah. That's still keep still doing it. Keep doing that. Safety first. And don't get don't if you got if you got if you're wearing a suit, a leather suit, jumpsuit that, that is has, attached to the testicles that you may or may not have. And don't don't you get a boner. Don't get a boner. Don't pour water into a lady's mouth. In a sexy way. Was it sexy? I don't know. Apparently, uh, Nicholas Cage's character had a big dick. I've seen better. I'm all right. <laughs> all right, y'all. We're the Cellar Dwellers. Uh, the next, uh, we'll tell you, we'll figure out what we're doing. Yeah. We're just, the, just... the next episode is going to be in our uh, Cronenberg series. Yeah. Um, you already know what that's going to be at this point. Because you'll hear it in the Cronenberg uh, episode. Eastern Promises. We yeah. already can't wait. You, we've already gushed about it enough. We're excited to watch it. Yeah. Um, and then whatever comes between it, we're not sure yet, but we've got some ideas. Yeah. So... Goodbye. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Bye. What up, you freaks? It's Christian, better known as Seaman. If you like what you hear and want to dig deeper, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dwellers Podcast, Instagram at Cellar Dwellers Podcast, Letterboxd at Cellar Dwellers, and of course, our email, CellarDwellersPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you freaks want to hear more of. The goo, the gore, the milk? Let us know. Come dwell, there's plenty of room in the cellar.